we need to uh we need to get like a countdown going for like a minute before maybe maybe just so so we can actually like start going live on time jordan will be here tonight um his computer is running right now speaking of yeah he's he's about to get in right now but uh yeah hey hey hey. Hey. the best part yeah yeah i I, I was watching i got to rock out unless you're not (laughs) talking about the intro no, no, that's that's all I was talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, uh, I've been I've been waiting all night to start the episode so I can crack open a beer. Uh, so welcome to episode fifty-two, uh, August Fest, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We 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 were kind of you know looking at all the breweries' releases and stuff like that. Um, you know, in the last couple of weeks and all the pumpkin beers and Oktoberfest beers and, you know, fest beers and shit are coming out already. So, uh, we were kind of like, you know, let's, let's celebrate early. We got, we got, we got beer to drink. So, um, I don't know. It's my favorite style. We did an episode on them. I think it was episode 19. Um, long ago. It was long ago, 10 months ago. So I figure we revisit it again. It gives me an excuse to drink out of uh, my Bellstein um, that my uh, wonderful, beautiful girlfriend helped me win uh, so long ago. Uh, sorry, Drew. And yeah, I figure, you know, we had a little bit of fun building episode or building episodes, building uh, recipes. Uh, the last time, you know, it was just us. Uh, which was, I guess, just last episode. Uh, that maybe we try to build some fest beer recipes or something. Let's so. let's, let's do it. Yeah. Anyway, how are you guys doing? Sorry, I, I was rambling. No, no, I'm doing good. And as as you said, this is one of my favorite styles too. It's one of my favorite times of year for multiple reasons. Uh, like I said, you know, we are we are a touch early. We're a touch early on it, but some of the beers are hitting the market, so it's getting to that time. Um. Yeah, I was going to say, are you conflicted here? Because I mean, I know that you love the fest beers and the Oktoberfest, but you also violently hate the pumpkin beers. So. Uh, yes, yeah, pumpkin <laughs> beers can die in a fire, but, but fest beer, like Oktoberfest, fest beer, all those, like, ah, love them, absolutely love them. This time, so I, a couple beers, do I double up? I saw you just open a Bell's Oktoberfest. I, I, I was doing that anyway. I I'm going to open another. Grab the Bell's uh, Oktoberfest that just released what yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. Today, yeah. 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 Ah. Specifically for it. I got a text from I think from Joanne earlier that was like because we were, I was talking about it this weekend. Uh, I was running around the state brewery hopping with with my wife and and, and the Joneses uh, and um, and uh, I said, man, I now I got to come up with Oktoberfest because Brian booked a, a fest beer uh, episode. <laughs> And of course, you know, none of the breweries that we stopped at had any. And then I got a text this morning that Bell's released theirs, but I also had, you know, eight hours of meetings booked. So yep. I didn't get to, to go out and snag any. So I am drinking uh, lagers and ciders and nice. being jealous of you guys drinking uh, Oktoberfest and other cool Mars and beers. Brian, you've got Bell's, right? Bells. Oh, I'm so jealous. Uh, so it's one of my favorite beers, like just period. Uh, I've got the uh, found a couple of these tapestry Oktoberfest tall boys uh, at Mega Bev. So cracking into that and giving it a shot. Nice. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? 
What's everybody else drinking tonight? I'll ask in chat so, too. Some people oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say CM Lee. That that reminds me we were supposed to talk about homebrew fest, right? We are we're in the stretch, like it's seven up, days, man. right? I think until we leave, or eight days, eight days until we leave for, for homebrew fest. Damn, is it that close? Is it nine? We're leaving on a Wednesday. Okay, yeah, I'll be up there. I'll be up there Thursday evening, Thursday Whatever. afternoon. No, I said eight. I'm leaving Tuesday. Screw it. I'm going. It's so <laughs> it's like Clear Christmas. the schedule. It's like eight more sleeps. Yeah, that's fair. Until we don't get to sleep for three or four days because it's beer fest. So. <sighs> so I'm going to I'm going to try to. I, I poured my extra, I poured two beers into this thing and now it's like foamy as crap. I didn't bring like a napkin or anything to wipe my, my just, mustache just, with. Just, just suck on it. Own it. Yep. There you it made go. me want to go grab my, uh, one of, one of my many Michigan state fair, uh, award-winning, uh, beer steins, but. Oh, you did with those last year. So tell, uh, tell us, I guess, about what your prize was for the, the state fair in 2019 if you if you took a first if you took a first uh you got a stein you got a really cool michigan state fair beer stein they actually had two different colors like i i got one of each and uh and then you got this really cool ribbon because this is state fair they don't do medals they do ribbons right That's yeah neat. which i kind of uh, dig i like the ribbons they're pretty yeah you know they're, they're not as heavy they're but... gaudy right but they're still cool i mean they don't have the heft and the weight of a national uh, homebrew competition medal uh, and gravitas so for that. <laughs> but no they're cool and then i think we got some malt and some t-shirts and some other shit like that it was really cool Look, looking forward to it uh, michigan state fair judge yesterday or over the weekend so uh i believe that award ceremony is near the end of the month or beginning of, of excuse me september um so hopefully yeah. um the winners will be notified shortly of that and then of course we're um we've got uh michigan beer cup was judged and, and that will be announced uh a week from this saturday right yeah a week from this saturday we'll have the awards for the michigan beer cup super super excited super about that excited uh and then just wrapping up we just had glint cap right well where brian and i were lucky enough to to get awarded some medals there uh nice our perry um, it's kind of a traditional. <laughs> I know. Maybe I should have. Jason took a silver. I took a bronze. It's it's sort of one of those competitions where it's not a, it's not first, second, third. Although they do have first, second, third. Um, I think if you yeah. score above a certain you know um, point range or or something, you get a medal, sort of regardless. Yep. Uh, kind of like the Siciliano's uh, competition too, which I think that they're doing this year. Did I hear that, or did I hear that they postponed it? I heard some news about them, but it I don't know if it normally happens in February and it was postponed. Um, oh, okay. Maybe that's what it was. But I'll check real quick, see if maybe they came back with it. Um, but yeah. So good, good times. Uh, competitions are back. Um, you know, I know you guys are Brian here and are a bunch of out of state ones, right? I, um, I entered the Dominion Cup, which I think is being judged soon, and also the uh, the Valkyries Horn, which is a all mead competition. And so I sent in, oh, nice, gosh, eight meads uh, to that. Wow, uh, pretty much, pretty much anything I had uh, three bottles worth of. Um, 
because I've, I've really never entered a, a meet into a competition before. And uh, I've really only gotten into brewing them in the last year. So I, I kind of wanted, you know, feedback on those. And I think that getting my feedback on those will help me um, understand, like, I don't know. I think, I think my meads are good, right? But, I mean, how much mead do you guys buy commercially or how much mead do you drink from other people besides me? I was going to say you represent a good portion of the meat I consume in a year. Sure. So. Yeah. So I don't really have a good vantage point as to like what uh, constitutes like really good meat or anything like that. Um, I've recently joined the Michigan Meat Coalition, which is a, a Michigan Facebook group, uh, basically one. Uh, and they're going to be at um, uh, at beer camp this year, uh, which is awesome. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. But um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll have like a traveling meeting over in, you know, the Kalamazoo area or Grand Rapids or Battle Creek or something like that. And maybe we can go hit up one of their meetings uh, one of these times. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it'll be cool. So yeah, I'm eagerly awaiting the results of those. Even even if I don't meddle, I'm, I'm good with the feedback, you know, just as once, just as once. Yeah, I'm really curious to see, like I said, I, I'd like to see that Glen Cap feedback. I mean, we, we entered damn near the same Perry, uh, just you entered modern, I entered, entered traditional. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we, it was the same base stock and all we did was put our individual yeast in. What, what yeast mm -hmm. did you use? I used a Saf Cider. So um, you used Saf Cider and I think I used Nottingham or something. Yeah, yeah. So. Which screw you, because I think Nottingham's a, a terrible yeast and so... I, I don't Dude, like that this was, all, but I'm really happy for you. No, I, I, I don't actually can't even say that I've used it more than uh, in a, a braggot here and there because I'm not no. a fan either. I think it was just something I had. And now that I'm actually thinking about it, hell, it might have even been Windsor. I, it was uh, it was leftover Lamalon yeast from the, the competition we did. So I, I had a big old bag of, of dry yeast packages and I grabbed a couple and threw in there. Um, and I honestly only entered Glint Cap because Brian was entering Glint Cap and I wanted to drive up to Vandermill with him and have a cider. And I'm glad we did because we had an amazing night and we met all kinds of cool people. Uh, we who hopefully we'll be on the show in the near future. Um, we the, met the bar, uh, bar manager from Jolly Pumpkin, uh, whose name was also Brian, right? It was, yeah. Everybody's name is Brian. It's um, a good name. The, this owner of Puck Cider, Chris, who's who's awesome. I'm going to ping him and see if we can get him on the show near soon. And, uh, and then we went. And I think Brian's opening. Well, I don't know if this is something we say on air. He, I think he's <laughs> whatever. He's opening up his own uh, cider <laughs> at some point. So for for all of the you know ten people that are ever going to listen to this uh, show, yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be really cool. More cider is the better. I love ciders, so could be 20 now because we're on a uh, we're, we're in a podcast right if people have been following along on yeah. facebook for, uh brian's posted a, a couple of times right we're mm -hmm. we're in all the major outlets um apple iTunes. podcast google amazon spotify maybe pandora i think they have like a podcast thing most of the major ones oh, but well. for sure apple okay. apple google amazon apple. spotify and you've got all of our episodes out there right now i do um and then going forward, um, the, the episodes will come out probably the day after our live show comes out. Um, just takes a little bit of editing on my part. And then, uh, yeah, um, the, the, the funny thing about the podcast is that uh, um, I had to go through and sort of either remove 
our old opening, which was either sometimes super loud, non-existent, half <laughs> cut off. Um, and, I, and I have the new music uh, playing during the intro and the outro, but we often reference like, um, like intros and outros that are only relevant to the live stream. And so I, I, I tried to make like an, like a, during a couple episodes, kind of like a, Hey, you know, sometimes we may reference, uh, you know, a couple of things that actually exist now. Um, but yeah, and we're a podcast. So the great thing about being a podcast is one, you don't have to look at us, uh, which <laughs> is a benefit uh, for some people. And two, um, I know a lot of platforms like uh, Facebook and I think YouTube right now, at least unless you have prime, don't let you, you know, just shut off your phone and stick it in your pocket and still play audio, uh, which all the podcast apps should do. So uh, go find us on a podcast uh, player and I don't know, re-listen to yeah. our stuff. I've, I've actually been re-listening to our episodes. It's, it's kind of funny how much information I realize I don't retain as we're talking because I'm, I'm so focused on trying to make sure everybody else is kind of having like a good time and making sure like the conversation's flowing and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I went back and listened to our like Lance Shanner with Omega yeast, you know, episode. And I'm like, ah, holy crap. Like I forgot he said this and that. So it's kind of cool to actually go back and even listen to our own episodes, even if they're, uh, you know, even if I have to listen to my own like weird voice. Right yep. So, so aside from beer camp, all the festivals, um, yeah, I mean, what do we got going on in the near future? Um, we said we're going to do beer camp. We're going to probably do some pop-up shows from beer camp. Um, they ought to be fun and interesting, but probably at random weird times. Um, so there may just be shit popping up on, on Facebook. Um, and, and then we don't really have any other guests that we can announce right now. I know I'm working on a few. I think you've talked to a couple. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, well, once Beer Fest calms down and, and life kind of starts to get back to normal after that, I think we'll, um, uh, we'll, we'll gear back up with the guests and start lining some of that shit up. I know I want to reach out to Great Lake Cops, and I was going to reach back out to the, the Michigan State Fair folks after they do their thing and see if they want to come on and talk about their comp. I think that would be cool. Yeah. But yeah, if anybody else has any ideas or people or they know, uh, you know, things like that, that's how we get a lot of our, our best interviews. You know, I mean, that's how we talk to Andrew Blake is because uh, I think Christine was her name was, was watching the show and connected us. So um, if you've got anybody that you want us to hook up with, uh, actually, Lee McBain hooked us up with uh, uh, with uh, Ascension Brewing a couple weeks ago. That was really cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, anybody that can connect us, that would be awesome. So fast beers. <laughs> well, yeah. well, well, before that, I gotta I gotta call out my mom. Oh, should I miss that? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually the one um, to do that. I apologize. Clayton's my nephew. I hope she's still watching. Hi, Clayton. Hope you guys are are having fun. I saw your pictures at the beach. <laughs> oh. Wasn't even paying attention. No, that's, awesome. that's good. Uh, so yeah, fast beers. Um, so we've we've said that it's kind of our favorite style but for you guys why why do why do you guys like it so much like what what draws you to like a fest beer or an oktoberfest you know a meritson 
You know, I think for me, I, all year long, um, you know, I, I put away the, I think we all do, right? Craft brewers are, the, are typically the hop heads or the IPAs, mm. um, you know, and, and especially in the summertime, you know, crushing all days and uh, <laughs> two hearteds and, and, and all the other wonderful IPAs that come out. Um, it's just nice to kind of ease back down into some, something that's a little bit maltier, a little less hop forward. Um, yeah. A little crisper. I'm actually super craving the lagers right now, so um, you know that, that's why I dig I dig the Martins and the and the Festivers and and thankfully, I mean, you opened my eyes last year where I thought Festivers were all spiced ales and you proved me wrong. Yeah. And kind of, <laughs> yeah, I've been avoiding them for a long time. So yeah, no, no, that's uh, I would say like an actual like fest beer as opposed to like what we would you know, traditionally call an Oktoberfest, you know, you're more German style Martzen. Um, I like that lighter style. So kind of closer to what Bells does, what Bells makes, uh, or um, I'm going to butcher their name. Wyan Stefaner, I think it is from. Wyan Stefaner. Yeah. yeah. They make, they make a fest beer and that, that beer is phenomenal. Uh, but I, I like them because they're lightweight, but they're still full flavored. You, you, they're still crushable. What is it better um, than Hacker Shores? I don't know if I've had Hacker Shores. I've had, no. I've had, I've had Wyan Stefaner, uh, Polliner, Spaten. Uh, Spaten's a big one. I think a lot of people. That's like their, their, their number one. Yeah. You like that, Jason? <laughs> For the guy that complains about shit that happens that a podcast can't see. Yeah, right, right. He's Probably over here signing shit. Hashtag number one. Uh, oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, it's, it's They're just damn good beers. They're clean beers. They're... they're clean, as much as, multi, as, yeah. Yeah. I think as much as... as we all bitch about winter when it's here. Uh, you know, I love spring and I, I love summer, but about this time, you know, after the second month of 90 degree days, I'm really looking forward to the fall days. Um, yeah. It's like one the, of my favorite times of year. The like three weeks or so of fall that we yeah. actually get here in Michigan. Yep. yep. So <laughs> digging that and the beers that go along with it. Yep. Well, so where, where did, like it was it just a marketing thing? I want to know like where did the whole like pumpkin abominations come from? <laughs> you know, I, I should have done more research coming into this episode into like, beer, the very first yeah, like, pumpkin yeah. beer. Yeah. yeah what, what's like, the who, who do I have to blame? That's when when I, did you realize you hated pumpkin? Uh it was it's I think I was like three years old. Um and I ate an entire pumpkin pie by myself. <laughs> uh, like, I think my dad tells me the story. Like, he he left me in the kitchen or something like that. And I was young. And I had pulled the pie down off of the countertop and just sat there. And I had it all over me. And I ended up getting super <laughs> sick off of it. And ever since then, it's just been like, nope. So, so it's not that you don't like pumpkin pie. You, it's just it's just pumpkin is is that flavor for you that everybody has that one liquor right that yep. they can't drink again because they had just such a terrible experience with it like uh i'm bacardi o um shana is uh 99 bananas yep. you're apparently pumpkin pie <laughs> yeah yeah pumpkin pie flavor is just all of it <laughs> like mm -hmm. 
So uh, Buffalo Bills Brewery in California in 1980 came out with a Oh, my God. I've heard this made, story before. I have heard this. Uh, pumpkin beer. Fucking um, California, but, of course. But the change is, is that over the years, the, the, the pumpkin ale has changed and, and, and modified away from uh, Buffalo Bills. Uh, Buffalo Bills was a pumpkin-centered um, beer with some spices, from what I read here. And and now, you know, pumpkin pie is really mm. the... Um, uh, uh, the it's more, it's more about this here. It's more about the spices now. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. The basic. Yeah, so here. in fact, most commercial versions, and I've even, I, I even know this on the home brew side, um, a lot of home brewers and a lot of commercial brewers brew or release pumpkin beers absolutely have no pumpkin in it. They're just focusing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Spices. spices. Yeah. Cinnamon clove. Which is, which um, is, yeah. Nothing. What over the years of my wife trying to sneak pumpkin into baked goods throughout the fall, uh, I have realized that, yeah, it's, it's not that I hate pumpkin in and of itself. It's just all the spices that go into like the pumpkin pie spices. And so, but it's just that mental connotation. Anytime I hear pumpkin, like I immediately go to like pumpkin pie and just turn something off in my brain. Did I have you try my pumpkin pie, pie my pumpkin spice mead? Yeah. Uh, no, I'll try it because it's you, Brian. <laughs> I think it's coming up on a year old, maybe now. I think oh, I wanted good. to have it ready like last year. I don't have a ton left, but yeah. That's how I feel about smoked beers. And I know, I know people at the club, they bring me smoked beers because now they know that I hate it. But I'm just like, I'll try it because... That's 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 the problem when somebody finds out you hate something like <laughs> I'm going to feed you more of it. <laughs> People always offer me fish and seafood and stuff. It's like, no, thankfully, <laughs> there's not there's not much in the way of like seafood beers. There's like except for the beer that we just. Oh, my God. Oh, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Jason, do you have any of those? Uh, so. so I got really busy this week. I got really, really busy this week. I really want to make a post on this. So in our last show, um, of course, we didn't have a show last week because I was in California and all this shit's running around. But in our last show, we designed a coconut shrimp IPA, right? Yep. Yeah. Toast coconut shrimp IPA uh, for for Sam and Travis from Ripjaw Media, who did our 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 intro video. Uh, we are going to brew this beer uh, during the show. I somehow ordered a whole shit ton of shrimp um, for the beer. So here they are. Uh, this is one of three bags of, of Louisiana dried yeah. shrimp. Um, I joke about it because I think I think I intended to order one bag, but I put two bags in my cart. And then I went back and I took one bag out and ordered them. And then three bags arrived. <laughs> so, so, so while you were drunk ordering shit on, on online here, instead of taking one out, you just added one back in. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that was my intent. So now I have, I have three bags of, uh, which are four ounce size, which four ounces surprisingly is a lot of little, uh, little shrimp. Uh, and anyway, we'll be using one bag of these um, in in our Seagump IPA, uh, Michigan shrimp beer, um, which we will probably get together. Uh, and, and I want to get together with the Rosses and brew this. Yes. Post beer fest. 
Um, oh, I forgot we did Sabro for the coconut flavor. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Sabro, we're using that. Bergamot hops, uh, which is a Michigan hop. Um, we're mashing yeah. with panko. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Adding, yeah. adding panko for the, <laughs> the crisp characteristic. So, you know, all in all, I think the flavor of these, um, it's not horrible. It's, it's, it's not ultra fishy. Um, you tried it's, one? It's, Oh yeah, yeah. This bag's open. Oh, I actually. So I, I have a I have a large saltwater aquarium, and I actually these are these are great because they're um, dried with absolutely no preservatives or, or additives at all. They're just one hundred fish, fish food, dry shrimp. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna be feeding these to my reef tank. Um, nice. But no, they don't they don't taste bad. I mean, there's a it's it's a salty umami flavor. Um, that that's what we were going for, right? Yeah, I actually think we can make this work in a beer. So, yeah, yeah. So Chris is saying, yeah, you can blame Travis for this, Chris. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> so we should try. You know, so it was it was fun designing a beer. I know Brian. You know, it's kind of set this episode up to do it again. What we're going to talk about, you know, kind of what goes into the aspects or uh, of brewing a, a Martin or a, a Fest beer. Hopefully, yeah, maybe uh, both. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing fucking crazy, no, no protein, uh, no, no shrimp or no crocodile sh- no tail. No, let's. Um, as it was fun, as fun as it was, you know, uh, laughing, joking, uh, getting drunk, and it's going to be a great to 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 brew this, and then um, we'll we'll make them come on air and, and drink it with us. Uh, I hope you guys are watching. I'm I'm sign committing you. Um, yeah. thanks brandon this is a great idea no (laughs) it might not be we'll see we'll see no somebody's doing this on air that's (laughs) if if anybody wants bottles of this we'll we'll try our best to make sure that uh we 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 hand out as much of this as we can again we're homebrewers we can give away beer we cannot sell it to you but if you're you know anywhere within you know 20 miles we'll you know, probably do our best to try to to try to shrimp gump you up, and then yeah. whatever's left over will just get donated to the Rosses so they can enjoy it. <laughs> he, they do have a keezer, so <laughs> yeah. and, and I, I don't even want that keg back, honestly. So, yeah. so yeah, no, it was uh, it, it was it was a blast doing that, but I, I would like to talk through like regular recipe design. Um, so, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. There was one other thing that just popped in my mind that I wanted to talk about before we got into that, but now I'm drawing a blank. Um, I feel like I've got a little bit of sacrilege going on here because I was not able to find Bell's Oktoberfest. Uh, however, I did find Founders. Oh, Founders. Oh, I love Founders Oktoberfest. is so good, though. But is it 15 bucks? A, or the Bell's Stein. Um. I don't know. I got a six pack. I honestly didn't oh, okay. pay attention to what I was paying for it. I got the six pack and then I got two of these um, tapestry ones. And yeah, I don't know. I like, I like the founders one. I I think I like it better than I liked the tapestry one. I feel like tapestry was a little more um, deep in its flavor. A uh, little more, more than annoyed any. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Whereas the, the Oktoberfest, I feel like is put or the, founders is kind of pushing more towards uh that flavor that i like in bells i mean the color is a little lighter just mm-hmm. a smidge than the tapestry was but 
I like it. I think it's worth. I think it's perfectly fine. It's worth picking up. What uh, what I'm finding sort of um, in a lot of homebrew recipes is a lot of people, and 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 I'm not against this. Um, it's not what I personally use, but I've I've seen a lot of recipes with people using caramel malts mm, in their yeah. in their uh, Oktoberfest, you know, Mertzen recipes, and um, I think that you want the maltiness there, but not the sweetness. Like you kind of have to separate those. And I think like those caramel malts add a lot of like sweetness that I don't know if I necessarily enjoy when I, you know, when I drink a lager, I sort of want like off dry, you know, I don't, I don't mean to like put like, you know, wine terms or something into into this, but like, there is like a specific type of sweetness that comes from like this style of beer though. And I, I want to say it's that melanoidin flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that, that specific, very, very specific. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're talking about recipes, man, Brian, fire it up. Let's. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, I'm trying to remember back and I'm, I'm almost tempted to pop up that episode 19 and look at it. I know that, you know, we, I tried six different ones that night and I want to say there were three of them that I wasn't really happy with. And it yep. was because of that sweetness that I'm going to have to, go back and and look it up too um, you know overly malty uh well no it's it's caramel malt sweetness you know like like brian said that that extra roasty sweetness just soft sometimes yeah yeah this is supposed to be a really good uh, easy drink and fall lager right yeah yep yep i think uh i and maybe i'm just kind of crazy here but the flavor that i especially specifically with like the bells spear or any of the lighter style fest beers that you can find like wine Stefaner. I associate that flavor to be a little closer to almost like a honey. So it's, it's pretty bright. It's a bright sweetness. Maybe my palate's fucked up, but you know, that's, that's what I, that's what I enjoy out of it. And I definitely get more out of, more of that out of the, um, founders Oktoberfest than I do the, the tapestry. Tapestry was deeper in its flavor, whereas the founder seems a little bit more lightweight. Um, and Bell's, I would say, is even lighter, although I haven't had it this year. I'm assuming it's the same recipe. should taste the same. I wonder, too, um, this is something I've, I've never asked, and we probably should have taken the opportunity to ask, but um, Bell's uses their house yeast for just about everything that they do. Um, they've, they've said specifically if it's not like a Belgian beer it's probably their house yeast that's true yeah um i want to use their house yeast to make like an Oktoberfest or like a a, a fest beer this year now that i think about it literally just just thought about that yeah that's I a bad idea used, i was gonna say jason you just used it right i just used it to brew the the, the 2021 bells homebrew competition winner yeah uh <laughs> sitting right there uh, and, it, and it killed it, man. It dried it out so nice. Uh, actually, probably too much. That that shit burned. Like Brian, Brian even told me when I told him I was using uh, Bell's used to use like that shit attenuates like crazy, and it did. It, it chewed right through it. So, what do you think yeah, your I think attenuation is? I have to calculate it out. What'd you, what'd you say it went down to? Um, when I checked it today, it was at ten oh ten. Oh eight. Oh. From, yeah, did you from did you 
Do you add you from what? 1072, you said? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah, I used a I used a Saison yeast and it got it down to 004. So that's like Oh wow. Yeah, oh, wow. it's just dry. about there, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just it just goes to show that that Bell's yeast is no, I, I roused like, it today, and and I mean it's it's still working a little bit. It it, it got a little cool again. Brian, don't give me shit because I don't temperature control. Um, I don't temperature control either, man. I know. You guys do you. I homebrewing's all about what works for you guys. And Jason wins medals. You win medals. Jordan, you won gold in Irish stout at uh, you know homebrew yep. fest in, in two thousand nineteen. Yep. So yeah. So we're going to use Bell's yeast. Yeah, that sounds great to me. Let's do it. And um, for the base wall. So I guess guess it doesn't matter what we were planning on maybe doing two recipes. Are we doing Oktoberfest or Fest beer? I have it loaded in, man. So I, I will preface what I'm doing right now. I just built a new computer, so I shouldn't crash anymore. I shouldn't just randomly leave the stream. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully everything's better now. You sounds like you've been messing with your, your mic a bit. You sound a lot closer, a little more intimate. And, and I bought a new mic too. So that's that, true. That's true. It sounds when great. You, uh, dude. When you built the, built the virtual with uh, Bruce Smith, did you download all the modules? Um, all of everything that was relevant. Okay. Yeah. Bell's house yeast. Um, do you their attenuation i think on the website is somewhere between like 75 and 82 or something like that i, I don't know about their min temps 72 and 82 but okay four but whatever yeah that's close yeah. enough yeah yeah considering give it wider. What, yeah considering the the uh your experience yeah so we'll do i think i left that out 100 billion so we'll just say we use two packs because uh, Imperial ships about 200 billion. Not that you're going to get that unless you're using it, you know, straight up fresh, but good enough. Yep. Are we doing Oktoberfest or uh fest beer? Let's, let's, uh, since we're, you know, we more commonly drink Oktoberfest here in the States, let's start there. Maybe, maybe German Marzen. I think fest beer. Um, oh, they, it's that freaking A. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So um, we're using what smoked peated. <laughs> yeah. A smoked fest beer, man. I thought we weren't getting weird with this. Um, I, so we start with some sort of Pilsner. Yeah, sure. Or, or Munich, Munich, right? So, so you can use Munich as a base, right? Like I would actually do probably a mix of okay. of, of Munich and Pilsner. Yep. Um, I, I think all Munich, uh, either that or Vienna. Um, I think well, those Munich, are all. They're all pretty close. Cool. Yeah. 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 Munich's going to be a little darker though, and that's kind of a characteristic of the. Um, I guess Oktoberfest style that we see here in the states is that the the colors is am I am I am I nuts thinking that or is no the, no not at all no no you're you're right I mean okay Munich Munich is a couple of degrees uh, higher on the level one scale and 
And it does. And, and you're right. Most of the United States Oktoberfest beers are kind of have that nice orangey color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brandon seems to um, agree. Munich best malt. Music, okay. <laughs> Brandon also thinks we should put cocktail sauce on the rim. Of <laughs> I think that's a great idea. So I think that's a great idea. You take what Brandon says with a grain of salt sometimes. Maybe we can put some of that around the rim too. Isn't there like a shrimp salt that we can? There is. I, <laughs> I still think, I, 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 I still like the idea of kind of, uh, of, of layering it in Munich with either Vienna or Pilsner or both or. So how about some Munich and some Vienna? Is that, that what we're sounding like? Yeah, that sounds great to me. It's too late. Now why? Why Munich? <laughs> so uh Vienna in here real quick. I don't have like a we can't yeah, I don't have a particular let's use fireman. I use Fire Fireman is yeah. Um so we'll adjust these, but um, so Munich malt, I, and I, I like I like the tooltips on on our brewing software because like e- even yes. you know without without going through and like uh, researching you know deeply into each malt, the tooltips are enough just to kind of get you where you need to be. Um, Jason's a big fan of trying malt, um, and if you if you taste some Munich ten, you'll you'll get what the tooltip on this says. It, um, it has a very nice maltiness. Um, just a touch of sweetness um, and a slight orange color, which is basically everything you want for an Oktoberfest. And so it's kind of the perfect malt. And I think that um, it has, it still has some uh, Blitner value. So it can still, um, uh, you know, convert to to some degree without having to use like a ton of base malt with it. Um, Then Vienna full bodied golden color. Uh, Vienna to me has sort of like a more like bready, Yep. Uh, taste to it. Um, Vienna is, but, is known for its like biscuity, yeah, bready yeah. characteristics, which, which I think tie into this. Fit, yep, fit great. Yeah. So I think I think Munich's can you know when you go straight pure Munich, uh, you can get a little bit sweeter because it is a little bit of a darker roast. Um, Vienna gets us that 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 bready uh, flavor, and then kind of helps. Uh, with the color, I think a little bit, you know, lighten it up, brighten it up. So, I would say Vienna's more has more depth of of that biscuit bread than probably Pilsner. Yep, I would agree with that. Pilsner is going to start bringing in what some some possible. I don't want to say vegetal flavors, but uh, we have more DME to deal with, I guess. DMS. DMS. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, and, and, and I think that is probably an issue to some degree. I, I think that if you do a lot of like reading, like a lot of malts these days are so, um, you know, processed and stuff that like DMS isn't, isn't so much of an issue anymore. Um, you, you'll see people brewing raw ales, you know, no boil and stuff like that all the time, not really having DMS issues. In fact, I can't really recall the last beer, even in a homebrew scale I've tried that has had any sort of DMS in it. Um, so I, I'm not so scared of that anymore as, as I probably would have been, you know, like. Yeah, I was I, I didn't mean it as a bad thing. I yeah, just think, yeah. I think Pilsner 
I don't want to say Pilsner malt has like a corny flavor to me. That's where I was going in my head. Okay. I see. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, so imagine like, you know, American light lager versus Oktoberfest and, you know, the aromas and things that you smell and taste and like, yeah. Yeah. It, it was more along the lines of Vienna gets us that biscuity, bready, uh, you know, characteristic, that crisp characteristic and Pilsner gives us more of a, I didn't see, but I don't want to say cream corn, but that's where my mind's going. <laughs> but it's not. I mean, not necessarily. I just I like the I like the Vienna split. Is is this ratio good? I think I was actually just going to say when you had it six and four or whatever, I was going to say we should we should break them apart a little bit more. But yeah, I think seven and five looks great to me. Okay. I mean, you can no. see the color over on the left or on the right there. That looks about spot on. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and the you know SRM scale, we can even go yep. up a little bit, and and I think that it will when it's when it's uh, finally brewed, uh, because we have two decisions to make. One, um, are we going to do a decoction mash with this, and then two, are we going to use melanoidin malt with this? So, well, be one or the other. I mean, you can do both, right? Yeah, it's sure, just yeah, that the first one is typically supposed to add what the second one makes up for. Um, I'm I'm sort of a lazy brewer, so my vote is going to be for a melanoidin malt. But um, but I've I would, I've I would, made. Go ahead. No, as I say, I would I would agree with that. I've done decoctions a few times, and I, while I actually like, I enjoy the process of it. Just it does extend your brew day by a significant amount, um, you know, and puts in a bit more work on you, the brewer. Um, and I've also used melanoid and malt, and I, you know, honestly, I haven't seen. I've only used melanoidin like once or twice where I've done decoction probably four or five times. Um, so I have more experience with decoction, but I haven't noticed anything um, off-putting by melanoidin outside of maybe using too much. Agreed. You can't, you go over, it's the same with any of those kind of mid-range roast malts, like even like honey malt and some of those others, you put too much mm-hmm. in, you're going to get, uh, it's going to, it's going to overpower quickly. Um I'm with Brian though, completely lazy, no interest at all in doing a decoction mash. <laughs> um, I would keep melanoidin probably around under 10% for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I usually use about four ounces. Yeah, I was going to say that the, the brews that I've done, I've used, I think I've used up to a half pound before, and I think that was too much. So I usually keep it around a quarter, quarter of a pound. Have we covered specifically what a decoction is in this? No, I don't know if we have. Not this episode. I don't know if we ever have before, but uh, you, you've you probably mash. done it more than any of us, Jordan. You want to kind of go over that just a sec? Smash. Oh. Yeah. What did you say, Jason? I said known as pain in the ass. No, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I'll try to cover this, uh, you know, pretty high level. Um, essentially, what a decoction is is you take out part of your mash water. Uh, from what I've done, is drain off a bit of the bottom of the wort and scrape off some of the uh, the top of your actual mash uh, up to you know a few gallons or so, and then you boil that. Um, you know, when you're first brewing, I always heard like, don't, don't boil your grains, don't boil your grains. Um, uh, but 
it turns out there's an actual style, uh, a whole you know style of brewing beer where that's what you do. And I've, I've mm. read, I've read articles where they actually just boil the whole damn thing. Like if you have a have a a, a kegel, whatever that you can actually just toss on your burner. I've seen people that argue just you know boil the whole thing for you know 15 20 minutes or so now you're not doing a full like hour-long boil or anything like that you're only boiling to uh start releasing some of those um you know melanoidin flavors um and i can't recall what the chemical reaction is brian do you it's a mayard effect mayard effect that's it yep thank you jason um but yeah, so that's that's ultimately ultimately what you do, and then you you take that what you have just uh, decocted, if you will, and re-add that back to your mash to step up your mash temperature. Um, so there's multiple level uh, temperatures that you can do. So you can do a single decoction where you boil a certain amount and then re-add that to your mash to bump up your uh, your mash temperature, or you can do that what I think is up to three times is what's commonly referred to sure yeah um, yeah the, the different temp uh different temperatures basically just uh, activate different enzymes and uh yes do, do different things to the malts um mainly increase fermentability but um there there are temp rests like a like protein rests and stuff like that that um you know you know just 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 do different things to the, to the mash um i highly recommend on, on reading up on on step mashes and decoction mashes if that's something that you're interested in um there's no doubt that different things happen um scientifically speaking i mean like something has to happen right like you you add you activate different enzymes different things happen like whether it's detectable or not um is is the biggest argument like in you know the the homebrewing forums probably ever so um yeah i don't know i i if you if you go back and read um through like nhc gold medal winning fest beers and in oktoberfest and stuff like that um you'll find that there's a lot of single um um single what am i what's the word i'm looking for there, there's some decoction mashes there's some single mash like um no other steps um happening you know um single infusion yeah. single infusion god That's thank it. you very much which it, is all i've ever done literally right here on my freaking thing but um so yeah i don't know i'm i've done both um i enjoy both it sort of depends on you know, what mood I'm in and how much time I have during the day. And neither are going to give you bad beers. I don't think either is superior. Um, to my understanding, many breweries, um, aside the very, very traditional ones, you know, in Germany, um, are doing single decoction now just because the malts are, uh, are, are so good these days that um, those extra steps aren't necessarily necessary anymore. But some people still swear that they are, and that's going to vary by maltster probably. That's going to vary by you know equipment that you have. There's so many variables to making beer that 
um, you probably just have to go and, and, and give it a shot and, and see what works for you. Um, so yeah, for this particular recipe, we're just going to use melanoid malt because um, it's delicious. It when makes it, it easy. And it know. does make it easy. Yeah. Um, our color is still just a touch on the low end. I'm fine with that. But if you want, we can swap closer to like six and six if you end up to Munich, and that'll probably bring it up a little bit. I'm good with it, the way it is. I, yeah, I'm I'm fine personally. I I like it to be on the lighter side for for okay. these styles. But then again, I out of Oktoberfest the fest beer, I prefer the fest beer. So that's just me. We're just doing single infusion, medium body. I bet sparge. I'm just gonna put this here as it is, but. Yep. Um, so we have mashing down nothing special there uh, we got to talk about bittering though so traditional, traditional. so galaxy right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> no um, you know any of those uh, German style uh, hops so like holler tau um i'd butcher the last half yeah. of that um uh, that one yep middle middle frau middle frau yeah yep uh herzbrucker is pretty common um yep tetning. i've I was seen gonna say tet tet um, saws i've heard of saws in a oktoberfest but i would no. try it i don't know it's <laughs> I would I would try it. I would just to see what it what I think it my head's in the pilsners right now, but um chick pilsners no no, but I, I, I like the I like the, the holler towers holla hollas Grand, ha, holla <laughs> uh, oh pearl. Pearl um, I've never I've never used this in uh German Pearl in, in Oktoberfest. So you know that yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. The the alpha's a little high, generally it speaking, is. but yeah. No, go with it. Let's do it. Sure, try it. It's part of the fun of brewing, right? Experiment. Throw something weird in there. Not that using German Pearl is really going to be, you know, terribly weird, but maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do uh, some some whirlpool in here, Brian? No, no, not at all. I, I, it worries me. Like, do you, do you, where do we want to try to be on the on the bitterness scale? Do you, do we want like one addition early on? Do we want to try to add another one like midway through the boil? I I would go, go ahead, ahead, Jason. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like out of out of that, I mean. I'm, I'm a sucker for just even numbers. We've got 75%, so I'd maybe throw one in at 15 uh, or 75% of an ounce, but that's that's just, just me. Just that hot. Pretty much. I'm, I'm with you. You're not going to get much more bitterness out of it. Um, you make it a little bit more spiciness. On the right, part. but we're, we're still sitting at 22, which is, you know, yeah. anybody who's familiar with the bitterness scale is still way low. Or ten men, yeah, ten men works. Or we, yeah, we could even do five. Do five. I'm yeah, five. yeah, that works. I, I, lo I love. I like. I like it right in the middle. 
<laughs> Bri- Brian's OCD just wants everything right. <laughs> don't don't make me add more Munich or Molinoidin to get the color up. Well, then then your gravity is going to go up. You got to. <laughs> is our is our ABV too high? Like, I mean, I I so here's here's the thing. Bell's probably, is just going to tear it up. It's probably a little bit high, but. As yeah. a home brewer, I really start, you know, I, I know when we all started, I think we were all brewing the seven and a half. Six and a half. Six. Yep. But that's now, that's almost perfect. Yeah, a good six percent beer. Yep. Um I think is is fine. I wouldn't I wouldn't go much lower than that. All right. So for the podcast, um, because we have to be cognizant of this now, uh, where we're currently sitting at is uh five pounds of munich 10 six and a half pounds of vienna uh and four ounces of melanoidin um single infusion mash uh infusing beersmith a light body uh, yeah that's large so probably around um oh, i selected full body light, i was gonna say light body is going to drop the abv a little bit isn't it oh man it's so gonna know it's gonna raise it isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yep. Other way around. Yep. Yep. Oh man, that's that puts us there. Right, do, right do, do five and a half pounds of of Munich and six and a half pounds. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's gonna darken us up a little bit too. Get our color to go up. Oh, we said our, five and a half right. and six and a half. Five, no, I'm sorry. Sorry. Five pounds of Munich and six and a half of Vienna. Our ABV is still not within our. All right. Yeah, five and six. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. So I think so. The reason that the ABV is much higher and the OG is much lower is because our yeast is so attenuative. So yep. I think this is actually better. Um. Yeah. All right. So go go back through for the good. for the podcast you were you were running through that. So we've we've revised uh, six pounds of Vienna, five pounds of Munich, ten, four ounces of Melanoidin, mashed at one forty eight for an hour. Um. And then for the boil, uh, you're looking at a half pound of pearl. Half ounce. Is <laughs> that a half pound? Holy shit. <laughs> Bettering with eight ounces of hops. <laughs> so a half ounce of pearl at 60. Yeah. Uh, a quarter ounce uh, of pearl at 30 and another quarter ounce. I just use the rest of that one ounce back at uh, five minutes. And right. uh, and then and then ferment with Bell's house yeast because apparently it can. I want to. I want to see um, if they have a temperature preference. Yeah, well, yeah, listed on like an like a. Let's see here, temp is sixty-five to seventy-two. So, I, I wonder. Um, I wonder. I wonder if they ferment their lagers at at higher temperatures. I, I'm really curious now. Like, I, I want to. I want to know, like, like what temperature they ferment their, you know, Oktoberfest at. So, hmm. well, if if we can find out, we will let y'all know. We'll we'll dig a little bit. We'll ask. Yeah. We'll ask some yeah. people. We we know people. So, um, I I don't know. It looks like a like a good recipe i would brew this yeah pretty i mean that's that's it's a 
you know, it's one of my favorite beers to brew. It's very straightforward. It's easy. You know, it's not complicated. I mean, unless of course you're going to decoct it. Um, and then of course, you know, it's not, it just extends your brew day. It's really like decoction. I was afraid to do decoction for a long time. And I actually had to hype myself up to do it the first time. Uh, cause I thought I was going to fuck up my beer. Uh, but it's really, it's really nothing. You know, I would, I would say, I would actually suggest any home brewer that's out there, like play around with it, try it, try doing a decoction, you know, see what it turns, see, see what it does for your beer. Yeah. It's not um, going to make a bad beer. And it's just, yeah, like, it's, it's a different. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a more, I don't know if I want to say traditional way. Cause didn't they used to use decoction as a way to do step mash? Like, wasn't that how it was? I don't know. I might be just pulling shit out of my ass here at this point, but <laughs> all right. Sorry, I'm messing with the sharing properties here. I'm gonna we'll throw this into the chat. Yeah, yep, yeah. I like that. There we go. There you go. There's there's your Oktoberfest recipe. Everybody can brew that and have it ready in time, just about in time for, uh, you know, late September or so. Now, how do you how do you guys feel about lagering, like extended periods of time? Like, are you are you more like give it fourteen days, kick that shit, uh, throw it in the keezer, drink it, or are you like, yeah, I'm gonna you know let my my Oktoberfest sit for like two months and. You know, then I think I'll put it on tap. I always start out with the, you know, I'm going to brew this for the future, you know, and, and give it the time it needs. And then probably 13 days hits, and I'm like, crash that shit, and let's go. So Yeah, I was, I was saying, I'm with Brandon here. It can lager while you drink it. Exactly. Like, um, like that's, 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 uh, <laughs> you're speaking to my heart. Yeah. That's, yeah, hey, you know, not only that, but I've had, you know, enough and maybe I'm just blessed with knowing a lot of really good home brewers, but I've had enough home brewed loggers that don't subs- that haven't subscribed to the whole, you know, long-term lagering period that tastes just fine where I think you're good. You know, if your process is tight enough, you should be able to produce a beer. That's going to be pretty damn close. Like over time. Yeah. It might make a difference, but dude, there's a lot of, there's a lot of professional breweries out there right now that are turning around loggers and, 12 days to like it's just um you kind of have to like like right. if especially if you're maybe like a three barrel brewer and you have like four fermenters or something like that like you don't have the space to to have like a lager sit in like one of those tanks for like two months like you just can't do it no and, it's not, uh, it's just it's just too much too much drain on the on the on the equipment and the time and you, know, you got you got to turn around and get that shit served so um i i like mine more fresh um i can't i can't say that i've you know bottled a you know oktoberfest or fest beer or something like that and stuck it you know in the fridge and came back to it two months later and was like yeah like that that's that's what this shit's about like you know like in nah, drink that shit fresh. You know, I, I think that you know, lagering of of times past. On again, it goes back to like scientifically speaking, speaking. Undoubtedly, things happen, right? Like, if you let things sit, um, you know, it'll it'll oxygenate or oxidize. It'll, um, you know, change a little bit. 
um, flavors balance a little more. There's there's so many things that we don't understand about beer that happen that we don't even have like names for probably. Um, right. But what are we talking about now? So I had to I had to go get lagering still, just like you know whether whether it's worth it on a homebrew scale or not, or or any scale really. Um, and and I'm I'm sort of of the you know of the of the camp where cake it up and drink it and like brandon said you know they can lager while i drink it yeah yep (laughs) yep well i mean you think about it with um like the way a lot of these processes were developed um you know back in the day it wasn't like it wasn't like lagering was developed because they wanted that you know cleaner beer or anything you know they had to brew it and then store it so it was cold so it wasn't you know it wouldn't spoil um to be you know drank over over the winter months when they couldn't brew so you know it's not like they were trying to go for an end game it was just kind of an accidental so if we can produce the same product without following you know specifically the same processes that they did when the product was developed like why not yep Yep, 100% with you. And for those listening to the podcast, um, I know you can't see the link in chat. Um, I need to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Can we have a repository note. where we can dump these recipes? So what we kind of do uh, in the Keepers of Craft website, Dude, uh, there you go. I, I may have created, you know, a, a recipe database there. So but as much as we are all keepers and I do love keepers and uh, uh, I'm just trying to lead into what we talked about earlier. It wouldn't be grand, man, if we had a Michigan Bruce website. So it just so happens that we were talking about that earlier today and uh, we uh, have a website now. It's going to be, well, I, I didn't actually buy it. Well, shit. I, I can't, I'm not going to say what it is yet because I don't want, I don't want, I don't want somebody to watch this show and, and go to fucking like GoDaddy and be like, ha, 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 no, I, own, I own your domain now. You know, some but, asshole um, once did that to me with uh, jasonist.com. That's true. That yeah. was, wasn't that on, what a line, on air or something? It, was that on one was of on, these? It was on air <laughs> or was it on a keeper's meeting? I don't know. I think it was on a show. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe no, I think it was on a show, wasn't it? I don't think so. No, yeah. I think this was before the show existed. Jasonist.com existed before Michigan uh, Bruce. You're right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. You're lucky Michigan Bruce uh came into being after that shenanigans. Shenanigan. <laughs> Shenana. All right. So are we are we <laughs> are we on to we on to doing Fespier? I see we have a blank a blank profile in front of us. So. Well it depends. It, it, are we doing a traditional fest beer or is this like shrimp fest beer? Uh, dude, no, we don't. No. Okay. No. Okay. Let's, let's, let's do cactus instead. You know, so, like feast beer, from. right? Yeah, fe- yeah, feast beer. We're putting roast beast in our feast beer. Okay. <laughs> I got a. While you're doing that, I got a, uh, a birthday what, present today. The hell are you like trying to knife over there, man? Are you so, busting open some bourbon? No, some whiskey. Uh, kind of the yeah. Okay. Is it from Germany? 
No, no, no. I got comes back to the mic again. Um, no, so uh, I got this in the mail today. This is a birthday present. Uh, it's a it's a blended whiskey that was aged in brandy barrels while being played Metallica. <laughs> uh, they they literally aged this whiskey while jamming out while the barrels were jamming out to the black album i was just gonna ask like tell me it was the black album like like they, like the black album was on repeat the entire time they were aging the entire time they were aging this uh, this this whiskey was sonically treated that's kind of cool called, i'm not gonna lie it's called blackened uh i'm not bullshitting you uh here's a little card it is the best album choice brandon thank you so so like there's the oh focus focus masterful collaboration between whiskey and metallica go look it up okay all right who's the who's the the originator Who, who who whose whiskey is this though it's a blend of, of street of, whiskeys in a blend of street whiskeys finished in black brandy casks while being sonically conditioned. So black is black brandy a style or did they paint the brandy kegs black? Hold on. <laughs> Painting a black whole nother band. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. In a durin. Perfect. Actually, it's quite delightful. Um, Does it taste yeah. like screaming? The brandy notes really come through. Okay. No, it's actually, I want to say it's like the antithesis of, of the Black Album. Like It's very know, a, delightful and smooth. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind, like, of, kind it of a little flowery. <laughs> it is. It's delightful and smooth. It's very delicate. It's... Uh, <laughs> If I nothing, was uh, if I was Metallica, I'd be pretty pissed off about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't what? the angry whiskey I wanted. I'm really I'm struggling to remember. I'm trying trying to like loop it into a black song. All I can think of is Inner Sandman. I was gonna say Sand Sandman's on there. Is it that was yeah. not one? Okay. Yeah, no Sandman's on. I'm, oh, now mm-hmm. I gotta look it up. Was whiskey in a jar on there? You're, 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 no. you're taking me back yeah. 20 years. Let's make a feast beer. Uh, I need to find my. Okay, let's let's talk about it while I refill my my mug here. Yeah, so the, this thing can can fit two beers. So obviously it has to have two beers go into it. Um, so fest beer. What makes a fest beer different than a uh, Oktoberfest? F-E-S-T. Well, one I would say is color. So your fest beer is going to be pretty light gold and not have a whole lot of that orange or or amber color to it. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, this is going to tie back to episode nineteen. But do we remember why fest beer uh, exists now? Instead of the, you know, Meritsons of, uh, I don't want to say times old, but no, if I recall, it was like 20 years. It was, it's a, um, and I think it was more than 
20 years ago, but it doesn't have to do with a, with a cost thing. Like Pilsner malt is just cheaper. And as the festivals grew in size, they needed, I'm just pulling off the top of my head. I'm not looking anything up. I might be, this might be just be me making, you know, shit up, but no, you're fine. Um, I, I did not go back and, and, and read on this. Um, so I'm going by my memory, but my memory says that it more has to do with the popularity of Oktoberfest getting more and more crazy and the taste buds of the attendees sort of oh, no, you're um, right. yeah. Yeah. scaling, scaling towards um, lower ABV beers and, and probably wanting to serve beers that aren't going to get people quite as fucked up. I mean, it's, the, it's the ABV goes down like a, probably a, yeah, a percent, maybe. I was going to say, it's coming back. It was right. So there's, and I'm, I'm pulling this out of my ass now, but there's like six primary companies that rotate through the ownership of Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. And they started scaling it down, kind of sessioning mm-hmm. that beer. Um, I think, yeah, I think there's only six beers yeah. that can make beers called Fest Beer. Um, yeah. With, so that, with, that's right. There within Oktoberfest. Uh, you know, you're going, you're going and you're, you're pounding this shit. And there was, it was, it was a mix. It was a cost. It was ABV. It was the length of the festival and the, yep. and the time. And, and it was just, it made more sense to brew a lighter, uh, cheaper, uh, yep. lower ABV beer. Whereas, so is it like, <clears throat> pardon me uh i guess historically maybe we'd have um you know something that's more golden amber colored uh on tap if you were you know there a hundred years ago or so um i'm just through that time out of my fucking head so whatever but if you if you went there if you went there today like if you were to go to oktoberfest this this next year most of what you're going to find is the fest beer style which is what we're going to be building our recipe for right here Yep. So, um, my mug is full. Let me, uh, I have like a little bit left in the bottle here. So I just got to, you know, help the bottle out a little bit. I don't want it to go to my counter, you know, anything but empty. Like, how dare I? Yeah, I can't waste an Oktoberfest, not one like Bell's. All right. So, feast beer. God, we need exclamation marks because it's exciting. Yeah. So we talked about Vienna and Munich 10 in the Oktoberfest, but Jordan said this needs to be a lighter beer. So probably not as much Munich, if any at all. But Pilsner is probably coming back into play here a little bit, right? I would yep. think. Um, I would so say maybe, probably a majority. Okay. Um, that's, that's me though. I don't, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not opposed to that, but, but so it still needs to have target, that, that. I was going to say, should we target that four to five range? Like, are we, are we still going to keep this at 6%? So, uh, BJCP says between 5.8 and 6.3. Well, um, oh. I know. So, um, but I'm not opposed to lower. Um, 
I'd say we should, you know, for the purpose of this, just kind of keep it pretty strictly BJCP. That way, okay. you know, anybody who's coming in and viewing our recipes, if they want to submit it, they can. Yeah, because we're going to have a lot of credence built or cred- credibility. <laughs> you, you, you said that, Jordan, and I totally uh, went off topic. Um, yeah, we'll have a website uh, soon. And I think that one of the things I want to do on the website is sort of uh, bring uh, the the yeah exactly thanks what was the yeah. um i want to um bring the the recipes to the website um and have them be searchable and yada yada so i'll see what i can do about that um and ultimately sad. tasting notes with like yeah. uh our <laughs> shrimp our shrimp beer exactly I think, you know, we'll have blog posts with people that tried, you know, the shrimp beer and stuff like that too. And perfect. Lots of tears and, and, and things like that. So we're really excited. We love tears. Um, um, I'm sad that like places like Brew Toad or sites like Brew Toad went out of business or I don't even know if it was a business, but um, if, if anybody knows of a uh, recipe repository, that was like brew toad where you can create like groups and submit recipes to groups and stuff like that and have it be, um, and, and, and they can accept like imports of beer XML files and stuff like that. Definitely let me know. I don't know of anything that exists right now. That's quite like that. And I don't really have it in me to build anything like that. And I probably can't financially support anything like that, that actually gets <laughs> popular. Right. So, so yeah, let, let me know. I, I would love to take advantage of somebody else's hard work. Um, but in the meantime, when we do have the website up and going, I will build something um, that is uh, <laughs> at the very least workable and where you can download beer XML files, uh, which can then be imported into uh, Beersmith or Brewfather or uh, most of the other really popular um you know brewing softwares and in fact speaking of that you know speaking speaking of going off topic again we will get back to feast beer but um i believe that within the last month maybe it was just a bit longer ago um the very first standard for uh beer json came out um and so for those that like aren't familiar with like programming and and beer um, creation tools and stuff like that. Beer XML was sort of the standard for a long time. It's what Beersmith here uses um, for like importing and exporting recipes. Um, it was a common standard shared between a lot of different applications so that recipes could be sort of passed around. Um, and XML has sort of gone out of style uh, within the last, you know, many years. Um, JSON and a few other uh, sort of um, sort of like organization data organization like like file types and stuff like that have become much more popular and, uh, and so I believe that a lot of um, contributors finally got together and, and were like yeah this is this is you know how it needs to be and um, beer J- JSON is like a thing now and uh, has a lot more features that beer XML doesn't have in terms of like extra mash steps and uh, potentially like extra ingredients and, and all sorts of like, like everything that you see on the screen right here 
not all of this was necessarily included in a beer XML file and much more of it may be included now in like a beer JSON file. Oh, that's so, good to know. Yeah. So hopefully in the future, um, um, recipe imports and exports will be much more detailed. Um, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, feast, let's go back to feast beer. Um, feast. Pilsner malt. Um, and then do we still want some Vienna? Cause I, I still think that maybe I like, still think a, you need to, yeah. Yep. Yep. You need it. Okay. Brandon, Brandon linked a, uh, a, a website so we'll have to check out beercalc.org oh okay yeah i think i remember him posting that a while ago i'm so ingrained in the beer smith that I, i'm i'm with you i i did check out Brewfather um for a while and i couldn't get my um get my profile to work the same um as I could on, on, on Brewfather as I could on Beersmith. So like yeah. my, my original gravity is just wouldn't necessarily match up like the IBUs for my hops, like wouldn't necessarily match up. And like, I feel like I have my equipment profile so customized and narrowed down on Beersmith that I, I can be okay with not having all the features that, right. you know, Brewfather offers which which are pretty awesome like if you have a um like play-doh uh hydrometer or i guess whatever they're they call them but you know a play-doh um you can refractometer <laughs> yeah talk about the i yeah okay yep what like the, the actual like uh or not, not play-doh i'm um fuck what's the thing that you What's the the hydrometer that you drop into your beer tilt i'm sorry oh tilt tilt, tilt. okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, so like it has like tilt integration and stuff like that. And it has a lot of integration with like tools that have like these APIs and stuff like that. Um, and it's web-based, so you don't need a separate, uh, app on your phone in order to use it. You just log into the website on your phone and it's like a web app. Nice. Nice. Um, so it's super cool. Um, I just have not been able to get my profiles to match up and my recipes to match up one-to-one. And I, I'm so comfortable with the numbers that Beersmith gives me and they they hit so accurately. Like, you know, my, my estimated final gravity is always within a point, you know, typically of, of where I, yep. you know, need to be and what it tells me I'm going to be at that. I, I, I just haven't been able to switch over, but hundred yeah. percent check it out. I love Beersmith. Uh, Brewsmith, <clears throat> Brewfather's great. Like a lot of people swear by it, but. I think if, if you're, um, if you're in home brewing, Right, and and you spend the money that you spend into making good beer, uh, the 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 thirty dollars or whatever that Beersmith costs, I, I feel is worth it. But well worth it. it. Yeah, I mean, when when you're dropping, you know, fifty, sixty, or more, you know, especially if you get into fruit beers, um, you know, it, it averages out, and uh, you know. Just calculate it in your per bottle price, or don't tell your wife about it. Whatever, or your husband. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't yeah, buy coffee a, for a month. Yeah, Beersmith is. Um, I, I consider Beersmith one of the kind of important tools to brewing. Just I, like, you know, if I needed a new brew bucket or a new carboy, one hundred percent. So, 
100%. Brian, go ahead and throw it. We're going to use Bell's yeast again on this, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I was looking at our, our numbers down there, and uh, they weren't looking. So we're uh, our original gravity and our estimated ABV are a little are, are, are low. Um, I don't think we're done quite yet. Yeah, I was going to say, we need to tweak those. But now, you know, the same thing goes back to, we, we added melanoidin to get some of that. Yeah, just a quarter pound though. I mean, I would I would still add that in. That's for me though, Jason. I'm sorry, I'm, I, I'm, I interrupted. I'm done with some melanoidin. What do you think, Jason? Oh, I brought it up. So sure, absolutely. You would? Okay. I, I would. I would. I would put. I would put the same thing. Four ounces in. Yep. I kind of wanted to make these pretty much in line with one another as close as we can. Uh, now we're still sitting a little. Yep. I was going to say, I was just going to say, bump that up to about seven. I'll go seven, uh, seven and five. Yeah, seven and five. We can make oh, this sorry. one a little, yeah, little I, higher. Maybe the other way around? No, I, th- or yeah, no, I was going to say seven on the Pilsner. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, let me do, are, are we assuming like a, another 148, you know, yeah. mash? Yep. Yep. Okay. Same, same beer, so, just we're just change, changing the malt profile a little bit. It's an Oktoberfest, Wickland. It's a fast beast. Ooh. We're sitting a little high here. Yep. Do we want so, to try like four and a half and six and a half? Let's try. Let's see what that looks like. Yeah. Perfect. Six percent. There you go. So again, we're looking a little low on the OG, but that's because Bell's House Yeast is super fermentable. So well, thank, thankfully, if you're brewing a BJCP beer, you're not judged off your different. OG. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. So yeah, I, I like where both of these are at. That color looks beautiful. Um, it won't look even nearly that yellowish once it you know clears up a little bit. Yeah, that's one thing about like icon. So I'm using an icon pack for Beersmith. So this probably doesn't look like everybody's Beersmith icons. Um, I was gonna ask that little stripe that comes down the side looks a little looks like you have bubbles in yours too. Yeah. <laughs> um, somebody somebody created um. A, a custom icon pack for Beersmith quite a while back, and I've been using that. Um, I didn't even know that they, existed. I'm going to have to yeah, download that. Yeah, they look slick. Um, I'll hold on. Let me add that to my notes of things that I need to post after the show ends because I've been really bad about that. Custom Beersmith icons. Um, so yeah, I, I think our OG is fine considering what we assume that the, the Bell's yeast is going to attenuate it to. Yep. Um, so let's talk about bittering again. And I assume we're not going to do a decoction mash again. We're just doing single infusion. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yep. Okay. We've got the melanoid and malt in there. So okay, we are the lazy so, bums. Thanks. Kevin. We are the lazy bums. So for the podcast listeners, right now we're sitting at. Six and a half ounces of Pilsner, four and a half ounces half of Vienna. Pounds. Six, um, uh, four pounds. And <laughs> what? You, you said ounces. So six and a half pounds of Pilsner, four pounds of Vienna, four Ugh. ounces of melanoidin. Yeah. Uh, and then two packs of, or two billion cells of Bell's house yeast. Which should uh, equate to one pack of the Omega. Pack. Not that I, I don't always uh, recommend starters, but 
and, and you know for loggers they often they often recommend you know closer to like 400 billion cells but that's just if the temperature is going to be like a lot lower too so i don't know we still don't have all the deets on like how to use bell's house yeast for like loggers so right 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 we're just we're kind of shooting from the hip here so yeah. on to bittering so we were thinking, I know we said uh, Tetanang and Hallertau for the last one. I think Hallertau. I would, yeah, I would, I would like, say like so. Like you recommended, Jordan, is probably a good one. Um, I don't know if I have a good perception of the difference between Herzbrucker and like Middlefurt, but. I've um, almost always, I think, used Herzbrucker, but that's just, okay. that's just me. And I think that's just because I liked it with to have a little extra fruitiness, which I think is what the profile says in there. I feel like um, <clears throat> I feel like I've only ever used middle frau. Frau, middle frau. Thank yeah. you. Frau. I was trying to see real quick if there was a. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Tim. He's got some 21% alpha acid uh, tets that <laughs> taste like onion. That gives me flashbacks uh, to beer fest. So I was just scrolling through the Michigan hops, uh, Great Lake hops hops to see if there was a noble um, kind of variety on them. It's not really looking like it. These look all kind of citrusy. And... But with middle frau, I'm, I'm fine with that. That's That sounds good. Uh, you know, a few recipes that I've looked up seem to, you know, all call for that. So, just throwing in random numbers just to kind of see where it lets us on the ABV here. So, let's. So we should should be right there. around like twenty, if you will. Ounce of Hellertel, uh, Hellertel. At sixty and an ounce at fifteen, uh, so a, yeah, yeah. The software says about fourteen, uh, about four percent for each of those uh, with regards to alpha acids. So that should set us at about twenty twenty one uh, theoretical IBUs. So to answer your question, Tim, uh, we haven't. Oh, <laughs> yeah, two two of us, two of us clicking on it. We haven't we haven't quite decided yet. Uh, now, Jason and I don't use, uh, you know, um, temp control. control. What's that? Yeah, so uh, that's that's kind of just left up to, I guess, the brewer. Maybe one of these days we should just brew one of these beers with all three of us and yeah, you know, kind of kind of analyze the differences between the three. I think that the the discussion was Tim like uh, Bell's has sort of made a statement that unless they unless the beer you're drinking is a Belgian beer like a Bessaison or a triple or a quad or something like that um, that it probably uses Bell's house yeast and it's such a broad statement that we we're wondering well does that include their lagers too like you know Oktoberfest so um we would assume it has to be because they have a lot of loggers um blogger the lakes they have oktoberfest and you know all the, all the you know ones that they have just especially on tap and stuff like that so um i never thought about this before the show tonight but i thought it would be cool uh to try um we looked it up 
And I think that Bells recommends the minimum temperature. Oh, I'm sorry, Imperial, maybe with a combination of Bells, but they, they recommend the minimum temperature to ferment their yeast at is um, at 65 degrees. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, and, and Brandon could be right. You know, maybe they said that, you know, as far as ales go, unless, you know, it's a Saison, then, you know, blah, 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 blah. But who knows? We can we can find confirmation. And if we do, we'll change these recipes. But um, I don't think that their house yeast makes a bad malt forward beer. And, you know, if, if people are using 3470 at 30 or at uh, like, you know, 65 degrees, then maybe why not Bell's house yeast, especially for like, you know, an Oktoberfest or FSB or something like that. So, right. I don't yeah. know. It, you know, we're, we're homebrewers. Let's experiment. Um, you know, I'm, I'm drinking their Oktoberfest right now and I don't smell anything, you know, particularly. I don't know, sulfury. Um, Not at all. Or, or I don't know. And which, which sometimes I associate with, you know, those styles of beers, but it's still a little light too. Um, which in a little dry, which I, I, I associate with, I don't know, maybe, maybe their yeast attenuates down so far. Um, even at those lower temps that it just sort of makes a really clean, dry, um, you know, lager-esque sort of beer. I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, well yeah, the, the lager finish is hard to describe. I, I totally get it. Like if, unless you're like brewing like a Czech pills or something like that, which has like a very, you know, maybe like a distinct sort of, um, a thing going on. Yeah. I don't know. Go, but go buy a Pilsner or Kell, then buy like a, you know, some sort of popular fest beer and, and set the two side by side. And there's a very distinct aroma between them, but yeah. Where were we? Well, I think we're, uh, you know, our recipe we're, we're pretty much pretty done, well. I guess. Yeah. 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 It's a, they're pretty simple recipes. Yeah, they are. They're not hard to make at all. There's no whirlpool and there's no like super late additions or dry hopping or. It's kind of what I like shit. about brewing these, though, is that you know you, you get away from you know some of that complicated, um, you know, process, and it's just pretty much just straight ahead, you know, and turns out to be a pretty damn good beer. Yeah. I feel like if we're going to start doing these recipe creation shows, we should, we should space them out enough so that we can actually brew these and, uh, yeah. and drink them on air. So I, I'm, I'm totally to, with you to do this. We'll have to plan these in advance. So if we want to do like a, like an Oktoberfest, say in 2022, we should, uh, no, bye Brian. Um, <laughs> we should, uh, you know, schedule in advance long enough to where you yeah. know, we could do the recipe creation and then have it brewed. And then, you know, just kind of do one of our sit down bullshit episodes while we sit down and drink the beer that we brewed, Homebrew you know? Yep. Yep. On no, ourselves. Yeah. So we should, uh, we should try to throw one of these on while we do, uh, while we do, um, 
the, the shrimp IPA and uh, maybe have a good beer to try that night too. <laughs> what, you think it's not going to be good? <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, <laughs> I, I will say sans the shrimp and maybe the panko. <laughs> I think we have a pretty damn good beer that, you know, recipe Dude, that we made up. I think panko is a perfectly appropriate uh, ingredient for beer. I mean, you're just talking about bread, you know, yeah, it's just uh, bread. Yeah. when you get a chance and, and even for those watching uh, Google uh, toast beers. Um, I see. This is new to me. So it's a, it's an older style. I, I want to say, I'm going to pull this out of my ass right now and say that it's kind of like a depression era. That would make um, sense. But they, they, uh, they, they used to make uh, toast ales uh, or, or uh, beers made with bread. I had a friend of mine um, make one. It would, they would use day old surplus bread and, and they would brew it into beer. There isn't there. There's a, like a, a Russian, fermented beverage Foss. yeah yeah that that uses that uses bread and you basically just that's, like add bread to water or whatever and that ferment that shit. like rye bread yeah i think so yeah yeah but yeah i mean so i i'm i'm not at all like i don't think the i don't think the panko is 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 the problem with that recipe so it's, it's the shrimp. It's the shrimps. <laughs> the little sea bugs. It's the shrimp. You go back and watch uh, Forrest Gump as many times as you want. You'll never hear him list off shrimp beer. <laughs> but that movie, okay. that movie came out in like the nineties, right? Like we're 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 far more advanced. These we have like New England IPAs and like fruited kettle sours and pastry stouts. Somebody like, write Tom Hanks. We need to get a revision. Beer. Shrimp bears next. Tell yourself whatever you want, buddy. <laughs> All right. So we we're talking about we're gonna we're gonna brew this. We're gonna brew one of these or both of these in the shrimp beer. We're gonna come back uh, later in the fall and do a a, a, a homebrew review on ourselves. Uh, Oof. It's gonna be super cool. Yeah. Um, well, of course, we'll have the Rosses on to drink the uh, coconut shrimp IPA. Um, See, so yeah, yeah coconut then, IPA in itself actually sounds like it could turn out pretty damn well. Uh, for those who like coconut yeah. I'm, I'm okay with the flavor I'm not okay with the texture it's like a well, hopefully the texture will not come through in the beer um, <laughs> that's that's the goal <laughs> should not be chunky but yeah so we'll be back next next week Monday with um, likely a uh, just us sitting here excitedly talking about hungry fest right probably more than likely maybe yeah. a guest i don't know we'll see man maybe we'll see um and then the following week uh there's going to be some pop-up shows uh from homebrew fest uh internet god's willing probably wednesday yeah. through saturday at least at some point right. in time yeah yeah uh, i definitely want to do like a tour of the bars um you know talk to some cool people we'll try to stream some of the uh uh maybe the michigan beer cup awards uh mm. i think would be cool um so we'll do some, we'll do some fun shit there. In fact, I'm going to reach out to Nikki and see if, she, if we can do that officially. That might be cool. Um, what else? You know, the, uh, 
I'm not. I'm not going to say it. I have ideas. So, I'll, I'll, <laughs> maybe, and as maybe, always, maybe maybe we'll have some, some surprises. I don't. I don't want to put pressure on people. So, if yeah. okay. other people have ideas, please let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear them. And uh, um, yeah, we're gonna. It's. I'm all consumed with work and homebrew fest right now. That's my life. Uh, long long work hours and getting ready for homebrew fest. If you guys uh, don't listen to Michigan Beer Pursuit, go check out their podcast. Um, I think they're going to start doing live shows at some point in time too, but I've been listening to those guys. Um, I sent them a message actually, um, I think a week ago-ish now. Um, and uh, and yeah, we're, we're going to try to get them out to like <laughs> the, the Michigan Homebrew Festival. I'm not sure if um, they're going to be able to make it out this year. Um, it turns out they they only heard about it, you know, in the last, you know, three weeks or so, um, right. which is why we need to do our job more and spread the spread the gospel. So, yeah, we we obviously didn't do our job well enough, but the, the, we're we're working on it. It's we're, okay. We're we're our audience isn't big enough. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah. Um, but I want to I want to talk to those guys. Um, they seem real cool. Um. Yeah, we've got more homebrew clubs. We've got more competitions. Uh, we, we've definitely got more breweries. Um, uh, I know we've been out. Uh, you know, maybe we'll hook up with somebody from Shorts. Maybe we'll have. Um, you know, I think I think we talked to Handmap this weekend, or Brian's talked to Handmap over the, the last couple of weeks. So um, we're working on other breweries to learn their stories, and. Uh, we need to have some more homebrewers on and do some fun shit with them. So we haven't just had say, like, a random like, homebrewer on in like the longest time just to like I, chat or whatever. So let's let's get somebody let's get a homebrewer on who's going to be at home for homebrew fest next week for you know to help us hype up homebrew yeah. fest. You know, or a couple, the, yeah, or or a few. Yeah, shit, make it a party. You know, how if how you guys, guys, yeah. guys want to be on the show next week, let us know. Shoot us a message, comment on the show or something here now, right. and. uh Come express your touch. excitement for. We can, we can have we can have up to ten people, I think, on, on oh, the show. Oh shit! Time, huh? There we go. <laughs> so yeah. Right. Thanks again for hanging out with us uh, and and uh, helping us uh, entertain ourselves on Monday nights. Um, it's been it's been really fun. So yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna brew some of this beer, and uh, we appreciate you guys and love. And yeah, anything else? Yeah, yeah, I think that's it for the good. All right. All right. Cheers, everyone. Uh...